good, everybody? Robin E. here on a new episode of Pillow Talk. As always, appreciate you for tuning in with me on a brand new episode. You already know I'm going to tell you to make sure that you are following Pillow Talk Podcast on Facebook and my Instagram, Robin E. 93. All right, I do follow back, so make sure that you follow me on there. Shout me out, tag me, write me, share some Pillow Talk Podcast stuff. All that, all that, all that, all that. This is like day, I don't know. 190 of quarantine at this point I'm unsure um I do know that I am now getting used to being in the house if I if I go out like once a day I'm like I'm fine I'm super content with that I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but that's that's where I'm headed with it at this point since I've been in the house of course I've been able to catch up on all of the new shows that have been coming out renting some movies as well had a chance to watch a new show that came out on Netflix that was very important to the black community. The story behind the talented and historical figure of Madam C.J. Walker. So it was only right that I touched on it and gave my review, my two cents on the series. If you haven't watched it, turn this shit off right now. This is a disclaimer. Everybody telling me I'll be putting a disclaimer in too late in the episode. I'm putting it in in the intro. So if you haven't watched the show, don't listen. Because I will spoil it for your ass. <laughs> New episode dropping right now. Self-made. The story of the infamous Madam C.J. Walker, America's first female millionaire and a pioneer in the black hair care industry. So this was a long-awaited dedication. Netflix gave a four-part series. I felt like it really should have been a movie, but what you gonna do? On Sarah, birth name, Brie Loves, triumphs, struggles, and life. This is the only other story that was ever told about her. Um, Back in the 80s, there was a short mention on her history and her life on a PBS special called Dollars in a Dream. Two dollars in a dream. So there never really was a full story on Madam C.J. Walker and how she became who she was. There was no time given to detail her story, which is very important to the Black community and Black history, and really to anybody that wants to venture out into entrepreneurship and build their brand and become self-made. So I was surprised to see that this was the first depiction of her that we have ever gotten in media, in history, as far as, you know, on the screen or on TV or whatever the case is. I know growing up, for me, um, I never really had a lot of conversation about Madam C.J. Walker. I can probably count on my hand how many times she was actually mentioned to me in school growing up. I was aware of her being a millionaire, being the first black woman millionaire. That was really much the extent of it. And then there was some false information about her like inventing the hot comb. She didn't invent it. She just emphasized using it and made it more prominent in the black culture with hair care. So now that I'm older and I've transitioned from chemically processed hair to natural hair, I take a little more pride in learning about different products that are good for black hair and kind of the history of what to do, you know, different types of techniques that have been used years and years prior to when they didn't have all this shit that we got now that they maintain their hair with. So to learn a little bit more about her and her upbringing and how she created these types of products and how there was a message behind it was very inspirational to me being a black woman that has natural black hair. 
So the series highlights prominent moments in her life, including her relationship with this woman, Addie Monroe, which I had never known about. Again, they don't tell you shit like that when you're going through school and you're learning about your black history. That's why it's kind of important that we take time to think about reworking the educational system. If we're going to implement history about LGBTQ people, we should revamp the history of black people because there's lots of other things that we could be learning about. But whatever, that's another topic. So I ain't gonna I ain't gonna do all that. So the first like two episodes, we get to see uh, Madam CJ's like upbringing a little bit as far as just her being like a worker, working for a little bit of money and struggling with her hair loss. She lost her first husband. You know, he came back and he was calling her all types of names, talking about how she was ugly. And she just really was struggling with losing her hair. She then also ran into that woman, Addie Monroe, and you see them developing their relationship. And Addie Monroe actually saved her hair in a sense and grew it back for her. The third and fourth episodes go on to show how she created her own product, created her business, created her brand, moved to another state, and just kept going from that point and, you know, ended up living next to Rockefeller. So it's really inspirational. It's a lot of information concise in the four episodes, so that was dope. I like how they tried to put as much, I think, as they could in each episode. I think LeBron James produced this he also helped produce this as well so that's really dope that we get we get to see um another prominent black figure be a part of this black project that's going to be depicted on the screen so shout out to you boy so aside from it being a nice piece of work i think that it was a a solid project i saw some people that had some bad reviews about it saying that they didn't like it and there was things in there that were false and then et cetera, et cetera. But overall, as far as visual and concise information and the actors and actresses, I feel like it was a great production. And it being a black story, we always set too many expectations on what's going to be shown. So that kind of fucks us up, I feel like, in the end when we expect for something to be so extravagant and so detailed and so this and so that. But when you have to display it to the masses, there's certain things I think that we have to kind of cut out or not mention in a sense or mention in a sense. I don't know. But the star-studded cast was really, really lit. I think that they picked out a lot of good people to be in this project. Of course, we have Octavia Spencer, Tiffany Haddish, Blair Underwood, Garrett Morris, Bill Bellamy, and Kevin Carroll. So everybody was great in the series. Kevin Carroll is probably one of the most underrated black art actors in the media and in the industry. He actually played Calvin back in Paid in Full. So that was like one of his first more prominent roles. As of recently, he's playing the role of Franklin's father on Snowfall. So I'm excited that I got to see him again in another prominent black project playing another prominent character. He was another like main supporting actor uh, in this project too. So shout out to you, Kevin. You're doing your shit. But Tiffany Haddish, to me, okay, she was the standout actress in this project now I'm not a fan of Tiffany Haddish I'm not gonna lie to you when she first came on the scene I was definitely with the whole come from nothing storyline and mentality she kept it real she kept it honest herself I feel like she was her 
of course, as she got more bigger and more famous and started getting them white dollars, you know, she changed and kind of conformed to the masses and started doing all this extra shit and it just wasn't cute. And she just started becoming really corny to me and not funny. And I was like, damn, bitch, like you ain't even been in the industry that long and already, you know, they got you dancing for their ass. So it was really different. For me to see her in this type of role where she wasn't super obnoxious, super extra, the butt of every fucking joke type thing. She played Madam C.J. Walker's daughter who was going through dealing with her sexuality and being gay and having these feelings about being gay and having to pretend that she liked men and pretend that she wanted to be a man for the sake of her mother. So we see a whole different side of Tiffany in this. She's serious. She's kind. She's soft. She ain't loud doing the most. It was just really, like I said, different for me. I didn't see Tiffany. I saw her character. For once, I was able to see her as an actress and not just this, this you know, puppet in a sense. So to me, she was really the standout person in the whole series. Octavia Spencer, I mean, she's always great think she's great in everything that she does and Kevin Carroll is great too but for me Tiffany took the cake and I hope that people take the time to really notice how much ethic and time she put into playing this character it really does portray on the screen one thing that stood out to me though really in the movie was the whole situation with Addie Monroe so I had never known who that woman was never heard of her day in my fucking life of course, I went my ass to Google, you know, and looked her up and tried to compare some articles and see what's what, see if she's a real person. She is a real ass person. So this is a real person. She created a hair care line um, back in the 1800s called Poro, P-O-R-O, Poro. So initially when she met Madam C.J. Walker, she was going through a hair loss and she grew her hair back. Addie did. Through that process, Addie began selling products. Avon, hello. Black people, we always doing shit first, you feel me? And she already had a couple of women that were selling her product for her. Addie did. Madam C.J. Walker wanted to start selling Addie's products, wanted to show her that she could sell them and she could be a business partner to her and they could go into business together. Addie went into this whole spiral about her not fitting the apart and women not wanting to look like her wanting to fit into the majority wanting to conform so Addie is a light-skinned woman when I looked her up online I went to go see what she looks like she's on the light-skinned side she does look like she's probably mixed or whatever the case is so I kind of felt like that was probably a little true that whole situation was probably a little true what fucked me up though Okay, what really fucked me up was the fact that they emphasized how Madam C.J. Walker stole this woman's base like recipe and that's how she created her initial line and so forth. So she got famous off this woman's recipe. That is what is depicted in the story. So that to me, I did not like. I did not like that. When I watched it the first time, it kind of took me off guard and I was like, huh, what? You know, like, hold on that's crazy. Like this is never, you know, this was never mentioned, even though I had only been told about her a couple of times throughout my life prior to, I never really took the time to research anything about her. And some of the things that I researched really didn't give me any indication that that had happened. There was one prior mention to that, but that to me was kind of like a jab at our figures, at our historians, at our hero, at our heroes. You know what I'm saying? Why do you have to diminish 
her reputation like that? Why do you have to tarnish it by mentioning some shit like that? Why can't she just be great? Why can't you just live up to the legacy? You tell other stories about other heroes all the time. And there's a lot of fucked up things that they've done. Anytime that they tell stories about mafias and shit like that and, you know, crime leaders and stuff, it's always romanticized and and glorified to an extent. There's lots of things that they do that aren't mentioned or a lot of things that they did that didn't go down the way they went down, whatever the case is. But the fact that this is the first time we get to see this depiction of our black hero, our black woman, our black figure, our black first black millionaire, and you want to include some shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, really, my nigga? Really? So I don't know if there's any truth to that. That was emphasized, again, that was emphasized throughout the series. So I don't know if that's something that really happened. But I did not like it. If that was something that happened, hey, Addie had the recipe, but she didn't know what to do with it. Um, in the movie, Madam C.J. Walker ended up taking some of her product and selling it to kind of show her, like, I can sell your product. And she sold, like, 20, 30 jars or something like that. Came back, tried to give Addie the money to show her, like, this is your money for your stuff. I sold all your stuff. I sold it, you know, better than all the other girls. And Addie just felt like she was stealing from her. And that was the end of their relationship initially. So, I don't know. Um, Take it how you want it. I think, to me, that that was probably the most disappointing part of the series. But, again, overall, it was a good project. I would say I would give it like a seven, seven, eight, seven point five, because that whole situation with the Addie Monroe thing really pissed me off. <laughs> and I just felt like that was something like they didn't really have to mention, but they felt like they had to mention. So this is important, I think, for all women to see, not just black women and really anybody who wants to venture out into entrepreneurship into into creating something that they believe in you know anytime that you want to start something there's a million reasons why you can't or you won't versus the short list of reasons why you can we seem to tackle on all of our difficulties and hardships head on but when things are easy we always question it and 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 we're always uncertain we're always unsure sometimes you do have to bite the bullet and go the extra mile There's just no other way around it. But other times when your passion is that, it's going to show. And the work, it it will become stagnant, but you'll be able to handle it because this is what you made for. Madam C.J. Walker created a brand that propelled itself. And then she kept propelling it. And she kept building on it and expanding it and growing it and evolving it. And that's how you become you know, a businesswoman, that's how you become a master planner, a millionaire. You know, she never stopped. She never settled for one thing. Once she got that, she went to the next level. She went to another level. Then she started creating another level. You feel me? And that was very inspirational for me. Of course, if you are of the black race, <laughs> I think it's important for you to see the movie as well. We do have to highlight and celebrate the black heroes that we do have that are mentioned because they're not, you know, something that's always mentioned or highlighted anyway. I don't know if they're going to be doing more black, you know, highlights and biops about our heroes. I'm here for it though. Um, I I appreciate Netflix for going out their way to do that project because again that's another historical figure that's overlooked all the time 
all the all the time. And representation is very important. And now kids that are younger than us that may have not even known who the woman was, they probably don't even talk about Madam C.J. Walker in school no more. Honestly, they probably don't even mention her in school anymore. Now, some other little girl can look, you know, at her, some black girl can look at her and see that she did it way back when in this old time before there was social media and before there was all of these other things that can help you propel your business. She can see that this black woman did it on her own, making her way, regardless of what anybody else felt. Another thing, too, I like about Madam C.J. Walker and her whole legacy is the fact that she emphasized on the natural beauty of black women. So in the series, too, um, they kind of touched on colorism and, you know, conforming and how black women want to look like white women or want to have straight hair so that white people will like them and treat them better. And Addie Monroe was the epitome of that in her hair care line and the message that kind of propelled behind her was conforming to be a part of the white masses. And if you want to have your hair look like this and want to be liked and you want to be appreciated and you want to be beautiful, this is what you need to do. Madam C.J. Walker wasn't for that. She was a darker skinned woman who had coarser hair and a fuller body. And she didn't rely solely on that stereotype she emphasized on growing the beauty of natural black hair which was so beautiful which was so 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 beautiful and she never once felt like she needed to conform or change the message behind what she was about that's another thing in propelling your business standing behind your shit being about your shit being about your message believing in it inspiring other people to believe in it too so it was a really great, great, great series. Um, like I said, if you haven't seen it, check it out. I mean, at this point, I kind of told you pretty much everything if you haven't <laughs> seen it. But you should still go see it. Rewatch it. If you only watched one or two episodes, go finish it. Let me know what you think about the whole situation with Addie Monroe and Madam C.J. Walker being accused of taking this formula. How do you feel that that depicts black people in America as far as historians and, and, you know, heroes and public figures in that sense. Was this something that should have been mentioned? As always, as always, definitely appreciate you guys for tuning in with me. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out.